You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. So do, do you want to start with the movie, or do you want to start with UFC 231? Let's start with the movie. All right. Not only will we start with the movie, let's start with an apology. I'm going to cough tonight, so I'm sorry, everybody. <coughs> as demonstrated. Not, as de- <laughs> exactly, as demonstrated. <laughs> the movie in question here, for those following along with the podcast, we reviewed Once Upon a Time in China. Mm. <coughs> <laughs> Very good episode. Next <coughs> is, t- is the, tonight talking about uh, Fist of Legend. Which is Jackie Chan, not, excuse me, wow, Jet Li's take on uh, Bruce Lee's The Chinese Connection. Right. Yeah. So, do you want to give the background to this first? Yeah, so pretty much the movie is based around, if I had to guess, I would say somewhere in the early 1900s. Late 18, early 1900s. Um, like, Japan and China are clearly still a little rocky with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And it's it almost has, like, this... Um, okay, so pretty much Jet Li, he comes back from school. Um, he's visiting his school, <coughs> finds out his... Uh, you all right there, bud? <laughs> Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, uh, he's giving me the signal like, no, go on. If I fall, go on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) pretty, okay. So, (laughs) Jet Li comes back, uh, to visit his kung fu school but to find out that his sensei or master instructor whoever has passed away um from i i forgot if it was uh from some sort of health condition like he was sick pretty much um or or that's right yeah he uh he lost in a, a kung fu fight against another teacher from an opposing school um japanese school that's right um and so Jet Li is just infused with rage and it's like, well, I need to uh get revenge for my master. Um but while he's away at school, which by the way, he goes to Japan for school in an all Japanese class, he's he is <coughs> like in the alien there. Like he's uh uh alienated because he is Chinese, the only Chinese, but he meets a girl um, who is Japanese, and they start to like each other. Um, So there's kind of like this Romeo and Juliet type of thing going on, while at the same time, he's trying to get revenge on this particular, not necessarily all Japanese, but this particular Japanese school and partially, you know, part of the government as well who gets involved at some point in the movie. Um, I mean, that's really the gist of it, you know? So it's like, you know, oh, and then Jet Li's school finds out the woman he's seeing is Japanese, so it's like, now they have an issue. It's like, listen, like, you know, we don't mind you being here, but you can't bring her in here either because she's Japanese. You know, so there's this, like, prejudice against the Japanese, Japanese prejudice against the Chinese, blah, blah, blah. 
So yeah, it's like a revenge movie plus a, like a Romeo and Juliet type of thing. Not to mention the general mm-hmm. of the school is the uh, uncle of the Japanese girl that he's interested in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The uncle that you meet in the beginning. Yeah. You find out he's like involved with that school and yeah, the army. And- the army. Yeah. But there's it's it's interesting though because there's this respect that he had for Jet, like even from the beginning, you know. So yeah. it was it was just kind of interesting. Like he didn't really um, see the Jet, although he he himself is Japanese. He didn't really see like the whole like I have no reason to hate you because of you being Chinese type of thing, mm-hmm. you know. So right off the bat. Um, this movie, right off the bat, to me, this movie was way more cohesive than Once Upon a Fucking Time in China. Um, yeah, it made sense. Starts off, you immediately understand Jet Li is a Chinese student in Japan. <clears throat> the Japanese are bullies. They come in and try to beat everybody up. <coughs> Sorry, I didn't think I'd be coughing this much. Um, Jet Li. Beats the shit out of everybody. Like the whole movie fucks everybody up. Yeah. Um, <coughs> something about this movie that I thought was really interesting was how they portrayed the Japanese. Clearly, this is from a Chinese perspective, the way they mm. portray the Japanese. Mm. The Japanese are perceived to be this hard, bloodthirsty, like malicious culture you know like people Mm -hmm. um they don't care about honor or harmony or balance or peace uh like the chinese do so right off the bat very different perspectives um not goofy it's not goofy no like (coughs) there's no goofy shit there's no fucking porky there's like no (laughs) Like, there's no, like... No Foon, no... no none, of, none of those type of characters, yeah. Foon! Foon! There's no yeah. Aunt 13. Like, there's no, <laughs> yeah. some, there's no weird, like, fucking goofy shit in yeah. this movie. This movie's actually pretty straightforward and, and pretty, uh... Dark? I want to say. Yeah. I want to say in comparison, very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot less death, which is funny, because... Once upon a time, China was nothing but death. So, (laughs) (coughs) Um, the fight scenes were very different. Mm -hmm. The fight scenes were very intense, very short. There were no long fight scenes, and they were very uh, militaristic in a way. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, why why do you think that is when it's the same martial artist? It's the same martial artist, but the same martial artist is in a, two different movies during two different time periods. So you mean the time place, the time periods that the movies take place in, right? Or time period of when they were filmed? Oh no, because they were both filmed in the nineties. See, that's the thing, right? So anytime you watch a Jet Li movie where he's got literally the old school kung fu school like uh hairstyle you know the half shaved in the front but the the back is a ponytail 
literally any of those movies from the '90s, you're gonna see that Once Upon a Time of China uh, vibe to it. Um, okay. Except for the last one he did, uh, Fearless. You know, like Fearless was badass. That was badass. But then again, he was also older, so I'm sure he was done with that type of persona. And what um, persona are you talking about? Like, um. When it came to certain character, okay, so not necessarily him, sorry, but like um, any supporting actors or actresses that had like that goofy side or whatever that Once Upon a Time did or does have, um, that one was a more, um, I mean, that was just a whole other vibe, you know, but again, it's also, you know, it was, what, 2013? I don't even remember when that movie came out, to be honest, but very, very recently, nonetheless. So, I mean, times have changed, you know, even the way they film overseas has changed, you know, and their perspective on... And Jet, I mean, has produced most of that movie to begin with anyways, himself. So, um, but yeah, I would say anything from like the 80s into 90s where he plays that type of character he's got the robe he's got the the half ponytail you're gonna see some crazy things going on with crazy characters but when he's in this movie he's got almost like the military haircut himself it's very short it's a new side of him that you're seeing it's a more serious um like you were saying more aggressive more in depth or or not really um militaristic yeah um, but I also think, and this is just my opinion, maybe it was also just a respect for Bruce Lee to try to keep it a certain, have a certain taste to it compared to Bruce Lee's take with the Chinese connection. Now, what is, what is Jet Li's and Jackie Chan's, but right now let's focus on Jet Li's, yeah. um, thoughts about Jackie Chan. Jet Li's thoughts on yeah. Jackie Chan? Yeah. Oh, not Jackie Chan. Uh, Bruce Lee. I'm Bruce Lee. Because clearly they honor and respect Bruce Lee. Oh, absolutely. But I've never heard them say anything. I've, I've ne- again, that's why I said my. that's just opinion based off of my thing. Maybe uh, with this type of film, as far as I know, that's like one of the first films that was really that hardcore compared to all of his classic kung fu movies. That he's done. Maybe he has done something else that I, I, I missed, but I feel like that was his first just really intense movie. Not that he's not, like he himself as a character in the other movies haven't been like a more serious role, but again, even with the supporting actors and actresses and like the vibe you get while watching this movie, <coughs> it was different. Now, uh, what he thinks about Bruce Lee, he must think highly of him, especially to do his own take on this particular film. Um, as far as Jackie Chan goes, I mean, Jackie Chan worked with Bruce Lee. Yeah, he uh, actually, in, I don't know if it was just one film or a couple, but in Enter the Dragon, um, there's a f- scene where Bruce Lee is actually like, I don't know if he's like, he has Jackie Chan in a chokehold. Jackie Chan is just like a, a stuntman. Right. He's just right. A, an extra. He's right. one of the, the minions or the bad guys. But yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in it. Um, a couple of the scenes. One, I think he was holding on to Jackie Chan at one point, 
and then there's a scene where he has a uh, I don't know if it was the bow staff or the uh, what are the two sticks called? Nunchucks. No, not nunchucks. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's like the Kali stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a scene where he's got the bow staff, and then there's he drops it and then picks up the two sticks, and I forget which one it is, but uh, he's whacking the guys, and it's the last guy he whacks before he's like you know really intense and making the sound like and like. Yeah. You know, very meditative. He's looking around, moving slowly. That last guy was Jackie Chan, and he actually hit him in the nose. And I guess uh, Bruce just kept the... You know, they, they had to keep going. Jackie Chan is, like, on the floor, like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I just got hit. And as soon as they said cut, Bruce just ran to him. And was like, oh, my God. Like, are you okay? I can't believe I just hit you. Um, yeah, Jackie has worked with him personally. Holy um, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, because Jackie Chan, I mean, when he got into... Uh, the film industry, he started as a stuntman, you know. That for, I knew, that I knew. I mean, he, to this day, he still has his original stunt company. Uh, I forgot what they, they're called, his company, but yeah, the last 40 years. I've seen the warehouse that they, I think it's in China they have it. Yeah. Where they use a warehouse to practice yep. and rehearse and like test. Yeah. And it's just like giant pits of foam and like cables oh, yeah. and like fake industry like, they have, like, a fake set built inside. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, some of the guys he worked with back in the 70s still work with Jackie today. Not all of them, but some of them have still stuck <laughs> around. Like, it's just, it's amazing. But, yeah, that's how he started in film, uh, doing a lot of stunt stuff, working yeah. with Bruce. And then that's when Jackie kind of, uh, Bruce, I think, actually told him, like, wow, like, you actually have talent. Like, you know, why don't you try this? And that's when Jackie started doing his own stuff in the 70s. And look at him today. Yeah, you know? right? So, but anyways, back to the whole Jet Li thing. As far as Jet Li's perspective, I mean, I've never looked up any interviews on Jet um, during that time period when this movie was filmed uh, to get his opinion or whatever on Bruce Lee, so I'm not really sure. Okay. That's just my opinion. Like, he might think of the guy highly enough to be like, you know what, in honor of Bruce, let me do my take on the Chinese connection. Right. You know? Right. I, I the, the biggest thing about this movie that I picked up on was it reminded me of modern Jelly movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fight yep. scenes, like the the characters, the story, the, even the way it's shot. Yeah. <laughs> even the angles. Yep. In the fight scenes, it looks exactly like I'm trying to think of a common um, what was the the movie where there was like two of them? Two one, uh, the one I think. Okay, is it the one? I feel like there was more than. <coughs> no, the name of it. There was a movie where like he fights himself from the future. Yeah, well, it gets to a point where he fights like a bunch of himself too. So there's like literally an infinite amount of jetlies because it's just like getting into. But that's besides the point. It's like different multiverses. But like, it, 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 yeah, it, I remember watching it thinking. Oh, this is a Jet Li movie. Mm. Like, this is Jet Li, pure action guy. Shit loads of fights. Yeah. A little bit of character. Enough character work to get you invested. To be like, oh, shit. But, like, mainly the fight is... uh, <coughs> You know what did it? The last fight scene. Him versus the general. Mm. That did it. The army general, not the general guy that we were mentioning before the 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 girl's uncle 
<clears throat> yeah, not the guy who's the head of like the school. Yeah, yeah. Um, the military army general. general. Yeah. The military army general. When, when they fight, it reminded me a lot of standard Jet Li action films. Yeah. But here's this bad guy. He's so strong. Who can defeat him? Here's Jet Li. They're almost equal. Like, that's another thing that Jet Li almost always does. Mm-hmm. Like, he tries to showcase the power levels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. That was another thing. The power levels. Jet Li walks into a dojo, single-handedly kicks ass. Yep. Just come on, just breaking skulls and shit and yeah. ripping arms and fucking shit. <coughs> so, yeah. Great movie. Great movie. I had fun. I like that one. Wasn't as pissed <coughs> like Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you got two more movies too. I'm, I'm fucking dreading it. <laughs> I'm fucking dreading it. I'm, I'm honest, honestly, I pick it up each time and I go, nope, put it down. What's next? Drunken Master. Okay, that's hey, what I'm watching. You now. know what? But to make things easier, at least you know <laughs> the characters, and they fucking stick around. <laughs> it's the same characters in all three fucking movies. Oh yeah, man, you're oh, gonna see food. You're gonna see. On thirteen slash cousin Yi, you're gonna see uh, Porky. Porky. Oh yeah, they're in all three. Are the Americans and British in all three as well? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if there's any other countries involved. And I believe Donnie Yen is in the second one. How old is Donnie Yen? Oh, he's young. He's young. I mean, right now that guy's in what <coughs> his late forties, early fifties. Him and Jet Li, I think, are around the same age. Um, no, he's got to be younger than Jet Li. Jet Li's old, man. Jet Li is, uh, what, mid-50s? Because Jackie Chan is, like, I think early 60s. And I know Jet Li is a little bit younger than uh, Jackie Chan. So I want to say Jet is probably in his early to mid-50s. And Donnie Yen? He's got to be in his late 40s, early 50s. What do you think of Don... So not to go too far away from the movie... I'm sorry for coughing, everybody. I didn't expect this much. <coughs> but what do you think of Donnie Yen? In the movie or just no, in general? In general. I think he's amazing. I, he kind of reminds me of... <laughs> his style reminds me of Jackie Chan. And I don't know if it's... When I watch certain movies with Donnie Yen... And then I go back and watch a Jackie Chan film. Maybe it's like when they both demonstrate like the tiger style or something. There's there when it comes down to their kung fu, it's very similar, in my opinion. Um, he's very quick. Um, yeah. So here's my question: How come Donnie Yen doesn't have the same recognition as Chet Lee or Jackie Chan? Uh, that's. A, that that's an awesome question. Well, just in your I, opinion, yeah, not fact. What's your opinion on it? Um, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, he's he's pretty much considered like an underdog. Um, right? Yeah, no, big time. And it's not like he's in oh just a few films here and there. I mean, he's in probably as ma- in a, in as many films as Jet Li. So where would you? So let's talk about like the let's talk about those them just being we'll discount Bruce. Excuse me. Let's talk about the big three: Jackie, Jet, Donnie. What are their in that order? I would say. Oh no, no, signature movies. Okay, that's like Donnie Yen is like Ip Man. I right? think of well, <coughs> when I first saw Donnie Yen, 
I'm trying to think. Okay, the first movie I ever saw Donnie Yen in. Um, and this is probably going to be embarrassing because my very first martial arts movie in general was Romeo Must Die. And that's how I got introduced to Jet Li. And it's like, really? Out of all the movies, like Romeo Must Die? No, that's not. I, I, would, I would say that's not a bad that Like for me, it was probably Rush Hour. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say um, not Rush Hour. Uh, Shanghai. Shanghai Nights. Nights. Okay, now shame. Now shame. I think that Bring was the first the time I saw that, you know, Donnie Yen, and I was like, oh, okay. Donnie Yen was in that? He was the bad guy. He Well, he was one of the bad guys, because there was two. There was the Chinese, <coughs> and then there was the, the British guy. Um, Donnie Yen died, first off, it was the most corny death. The, the girl that Jackie is with shoots a firework at Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen goes flying in the air, wiggling arms and legs. Like Luigi, <laughs> and blows up from the firework. So that's how he died. For the record, side note, just a little asterisk. I love how there's always like these dime pieces in in these movies, but there's never like any like there's no intimacy. <laughs> yeah, no. There's never intimacy. It's like, yo, here's this hot dime piece just hanging around with you, <laughs> protecting her, saving her. Fighting for her, <laughs> but no intimacy whatsoever. Yeah, no. Maybe no. you, maybe you hug her as you jump on the rope across the ravine, and that's it. That's yeah. the most intimacy you see in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Continue, anyways. <laughs> no, but um, so I, <coughs> from you know, from what I can remember, I want to say that's the first time I've ever seen Donnie Yen, and then I, you know, when I started delving back into like older martial arts film, um, I noticed him in. Once Upon a Time in China, too. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I saw what he was capable of doing in that movie. And that's what opened my eyes to Donnie Yen was that film. Um, Actually, one of the first martial arts movie I saw. I don't know if you want to count this as a martial arts movie. What? Matrix. I, I would I would say that's fair. Matrix was the first martial arts movie where I was like, oh, fuck, martial arts. Yeah. And then it turned to, like, Rush Hour. Then it turned to, like... Romeo must die. I mean, all those guys. It, I mean, we all know Keanu Reeves is like really heavily involved with with martial arts. He is an I mean, actual martial artist. Yes, yeah, but I mean, all those guys. Doesn't he like do Lawrence Wushu? Fishburne and like they they all did professional training. Yeah, but Keanu Reeves is known. I think uh, what's your name, um, Carrie Trinity. Yeah, Carrie yeah, Moss. Yeah. Carrie Moss. Yep. I think Keanu Reeves and Carrie Moss still train together. Not together, but oh, they, just in general? they kept what? up with really? it. I know Keanu kept up with it. Yeah, yeah. With it. And I know Robert Downey Jr. Um, became huge in martial arts. Really? Uh, when he was uh, going sober, he uses martial arts, yoga, meditation. Oh, that's awesome. <coughs> I remember they asked RDJ about Iron Man, and they're like, how'd you get in shape? What'd you work up like? He was like, uh, uh, martial arts. They're like, that's oh. it? He's like, yeah, I do uh, kung fu and I eat really clean. Do more kung fu and yoga. Wow. They're like, holy shit. He's like, yeah, you know, don't drink and eat clean and do a fuck ton of plyometric stuff. You'll be in pretty good shape. That's interesting. <coughs> right? Um, but going back to the original question, like, so if, with, uh, with Donnie Yen, yeah. So, like, so I'll be honest. The, the big movies that I think of, my introduction to Donnie Yen was Ip Man. Um, I saw it man fight scene and I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm. And then I found out it was it man all over Netflix. So I watched it. Um, brutal, but I think Donnie, I think it man, um, 
I think Jet Li. Um, I would say now. I uh, up until recently, I would say once it's now uh, <coughs> Fist of Legend. Okay, Fist of Legend for Jet Li. <sighs> Jackie's hard because Jackie's almost known for his comedy more than his fighting. Yeah, I want to say with Jet Li. Um, again, although my very first martial arts movie was um, he was in. I don't want to say it was Romeo Must Die. I want to say I think of maybe something along the lines of uh, maybe the uh, Black Mask or uh, I'm trying to think what what instantly pops to my mind. Actually, when I think of Jet Li, I also think of uh, the fight scene with him versus the Capoeira guy. Oh, okay. I forget what movie. Um... Mm. I know exactly what you're talking about. While I'm thinking of that, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, right? Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, good point. I think, of, yeah. That's I want to. I want to say that was my first. But that was a that that was a pretty serious movie. Yeah. For Jackie, Chan. see, when I think of Jackie, I think of like lighthearted well, comedy uh, fighting. You know what it is though. Even in his series, his quote unquote serious movies there was still like this humor to it. it it's weird um not that the characters themselves were being humorous but like just his actions and um it, it's it's very slapstick the way he goes about with the action stuff and it's not verbal uh, like he's yeah. running in a corridor and there's two guys there he's like who Turns around and there's other. Yeah, oh, there's like just, there's like little grabs, quirks. You he know grabs what I mean? a chair, throws it at one group, kicks the door, and, and like yeah, breaks it off the hinge. Yeah. And he keeps running. Like he doesn't. There, there's no pause to make you laugh, but it's kind of like one of those like, oh shit moments. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like Jet Li, who like, you know, if it was the same scene, Jet, Jet Li who'd like punch the door in half and then rip open giant splinters <laughs> yeah. and like wield them as swords. Yeah. Like Jackie's just like who who, and then he would just like. <laughs> Flip a table, throw a chair, slam yeah, a door, yeah. and bust through the window. And everybody's chasing him like, wah, 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 wah. And they gotta like follow him through the little window. Like um, <laughs> Right? Like that's Yeah. That's Jackie style. So when I think of Jackie Chan, I think of Rumble in the Bronx or and <clears throat> I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate for saying this. Um Rush Hour. Because Rush Hour was, I think, an apex. Of how funny Jackie Chan could really be. Mm. You took a comedian in Chris Tucker, and somehow he almost gets he almost gets like overshadowed by Jackie. Yeah, because of how funny they are together. Yep. Because Jackie Chan's that funny. Yeah. You know. <coughs> um, like the scene when uh, Jackie Chan and I forget the guy like the underground like gambling tournament are fighting, and then they match. I think it was Don Cheadle. And then they stop each other, and then one of them, like I think Don Cheadle says something like, "Like you have good tiger style." Like, oh, they start speaking in like in Mandarin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're laughing like, "Oh!" And he's yeah. like, "Oh, you know so and so?" And he's like, "Yeah, I, I learned this in the temple." Oh, yeah, I learned this on so and so street. And he's like, "Oh, what the fam the family kung fu secret or whatever?" It was just like he sold out. Yeah, and they're talking like, "Oh, how's he doing?" And like, yeah, they're like talking yeah. like, "Like that's hilarious." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But that's like apex Jackie Chan comedy. Yeah, you know, 
There's that one movie you mentioned to me with um that Boyka. actually it looked really good. Was that the one with a uh, Pierce? Uh, what's his name? Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Oh, Jackie Chan's R-rated movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about it? No, I'm just saying, like, because you know, <laughs> there's not one other movie that Jackie Chan is in that I could think of that has this darkness to it, where there's literally no quirkiness or humor or. Uh, you know, it's like just serious from start to finish. You know, there's this darkness to it, an in-depth story, and um, I think that was the movie. And I don't remember what it was called. I don't know what the movie's about. Um, I know it has something to do with him and his family. I don't know if his family was killed or his kidnapped. Daughter, his daughter was killed. Yes, and he's trying to get help from the police, but... The foreigner. Okay. And I don't think they're they want to help or no, it was a uh, <coughs> I think it was because it was um like a setup. And like okay. cuz the government was bought out or like this agency government agency was bought out by okay. like terrorists or something. Yeah. He was like I don't want to I forget. But it was around that. Okay. Um, foreigner. Yeah, for Jackie Chan, I honestly think it's yeah, Rumble in the Bronx, Rush Hour, uh, Donnie, Hitman, Jet Li, Fist of Legend. Okay. What would you say? Yeah, with with Jet, I mean, I'll always have that first movie, but I would say um, probably like The Black Mask is one that pops. Um, Jackie Chan, Rumble in the Bronx. Um I want to say the first movie I saw with him in theaters was Rush Hour with my family. Uh, but I think I'll just stick with Rumble in the Bronx because that's like the only movie that really like pops. And then with Donnie, uh, I would have to say Once Upon a Time in China 2 or I know you kind of like cringe, but uh, Shanghai Nights. Because that was the first time I ever even heard of Donnie Yen and seen like what he was able to do. I want to look up Donnie Yen. Yeah. In Shanghai, because I've never but seen God it. But goddamn, I'll tell you what. The Ip Man trilogy was like the closer for me. Like, yeah, no, Donnie Yen is definitely the t- what, like in the top three for me. Really? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. <coughs> Uh, sorry, I'm watching the video. You know, I could watch this. Uh, I can watch this. After. And isn't he from the states, like Boston? <coughs> Donnie, I thought, or unless he, they moved over and he like lived in Boston for a while or something. Mm. Hong Kong. Okay. He was born in Hong Kong. Um, I thought for a while he was actually living here in the states. Yep, he was born in Guangdong, China. Oh, okay. He's Hong Kong. Yep. I don't know who I'm thinking of. He's a multiple-time Wushu world champion. Jesus. Um, Tai Chi, boxing, kickboxing, Jeet Kune Do, Hapkido, Taekwondo, Karate, Muay Thai, wrestling, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Judo, Wing Chun, and Wushu. That's MMA. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. 
See, but now it's it's amazing because with these guys, do you think they're considered a jack of all trades, master of none, or do you think they actually spent? Because you figure this is their career, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they do movies, but it's also their passion still. You know, you think they actually put in the time and effort to get <coughs> that that. I know with us, it's not a rank thing, but um, I look at it as time invested in that style. I think for those guys, it's an apex of a lifestyle. I think Donnie Yen wakes up and does katas like before breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's part of, they're, they're Chinese. And for those who don't know, like, it's such a strong staple in the Chinese culture. There's such mm-hmm. pride. Jack, have you seen Jackie Chan's commercial? No. For <coughs> Kung Fu? No. No. I'm going to pull it up right now. <coughs> Actually, one moment. <coughs> Super sorry, everybody. I had to pause it and grab <laughs> cough drops. Yep. I did not think I'd be coughing this much. So uh. super sorry if you've been listening and having to deal with it. So I'm working on trying to keep it down. In the meantime, while I was getting that, Mikey watched the Jackie Chan Kung Fu Pride commercial that I showed him that he did in China. Yeah. And uh, Mikey has some thoughts. So Mikey, go ahead. Okay. So I was, I was all for this whole campaign for, you know, like... I don't know, maintaining the culture or whatever he was trying to get across. Like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm down with that. I respect that. Then the last seven seconds, <laughs> I thought he was going to talk. Okay, he's looking at a fake projector, like projection of just tigers mauling a duck or whatever it was that was flying across the screen. He's like, you know, we need to, uh, like, the tiger, like, and uh, we need to help save it to preserve just like we want to preserve our like so don't buy any tiger products and i was like wow so the first 40 seconds of that entire thing i was watching a beautiful kung fu demonstration seeing the youth get involved then you see you know a few older guys you see jackie who still looks great for his age doing some of the moves some of the katas and the last seven seconds are just about, don't buy Tiger products. So what message are you getting across? You start off with this beautiful Kung Fu demonstration. He's showing how... But they didn't even... But here's what kills me. They didn't even demonstrate any katas of the Tiger style. It was just like, hey, here's a Tiger. We, we're showing all these different like, <coughs> katas, weapon forms. Here's a fake pro- projection, Jackie. Just look at it. Smile. Turn around. The voiceover, is about, the voiceover <laughs> like, is about how Kung Fu is a cornerstone of Chinese culture and honoring our ancestors. And to honor our ancestors going forward, we must respect wildlife <laughs> such as tigers. And if we want our tigers to be present for our children, don't buy, ti- don't buy tiger products. By the way, who's buying Tiger products in America? Fucking Chinese people. So, okay. I'm assuming. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I've never (coughs) in any 
national TV, whatever. You never see anyone sporting tiger, like tiger fur. <laughs> it's just like anything tiger. Even like leopard print or fucking, even if it was like squirrel or like mink fur, like no one's into furs nowadays. Like not unless you're like rich and gaudy. Well, that was old. And That's an old commercial. So how that, old, Matt? Because it looked like it was about three years old. No, it was like that... 15, 15 years old. No. Yes. Really? 100%. 100%. I can pull it up. Pull it up. Where is it? Uh... It did not look like it was a 15-year-old commercial. Dude, YouTube hasn't been around for that long. So Two, that means okay, they, 2010. Are, they went through 2010. an archive. 2010. 2010. Okay, so eight, so years, eight years. Okay, <coughs> let's go back to 2010. Let's go in the time machine, shall we? Who was sporting tiger in 2010? Rich rappers. What rappers were sporting tiger furs? Tyga. Ta- Jesus. Christ. Do you know about Tyga? I know about Tyga. Is <laughs> isn't that the one that's with one of the Kardashians? Or used to be used to date one of them, the younger one. I don't know. It's one of the younger sisters. I think it's Tyga. Anyways, did he really sport Tiger fur? I don't know. I'm just oh, saying. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's <coughs> got to be that. It's literally the Chinese. So why couldn't he just speak in his, you know, his natural language? I'm not getting prejudiced or racist or anything. But if I'm trying to figure out who the main clientele is for. Tiger products. I have no idea. Yeah. I honestly um, don't have an answer. But anyways, just one word for that commercial was just curveball. Because when the tiger showed up, I was thinking like, oh, shit. He's about to show demonstrations of all the styles, starting with the most famous one, like the tiger. Like, this is going to be cool. And no, it's like... Don't buy Tiger products. And it's like, oh, okay. Um. So was the campaign for Kung Fu or Tiger products? In the end, it was Tiger products. Right. <laughs> right. True. But I I don't know. It, it was a little overboard. He, I feel like they could have presented that campaign. Probably. A little better probably yeah you don't you don't give me this stunning <laughs> kung fu demonstration i i okay. and then throw a curveball at me oh don't buy tiger products like what no well, now that i can talk without choking on air let me just wrap this part up by saying i think i'm watching drunken master now we'll have plenty of conversations about fucking mm. jackie chan but with jet lee i just want to say I think I think this might be one of the most entertaining Jet Li movies I've seen. Really? You're that yeah. highly of it? That's After awesome. watching Once Upon in China? I Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think, I well, think, like I said, I, I think I could watch Spy Kids and think it's a better martial arts movie. <laughs> Spy Kids. I honestly, I, th- I want to say that was <laughs> maybe his first movie where they like just changed the game. Well, you know, what, you know what also was great about it? It wasn't crazy amounts of of wires and yeah, fucking... No. Like, the only thing they really did was, like, everything exploded when they touched it. Yeah. Just to show, like, their power. That was really it. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, American movies do that. Yeah. 
I think American movies probably probably fucking got it from Chinese movies. I wouldn't doubt it. So yeah, so no, I wouldn't. That that's where I would put it. You never gave me your full opinion on Once Upon a Time in China, though. Uh, not Once Once Upon a Time. I'm sorry, Fist of Legend. Um. So again, I'm I'm in this scenario where I actually watched that movie first before watching once the the Chinese Connection. So. All this time, I thought, like, wow, this is, you know, because I, I thought the same thing, just mind-blowing. Yeah. Right? Then I started really getting into Bruce Lee, because I didn't really get involved with Bruce Lee in the beginning. It wasn't until early 2000s, mid early mid-2000s, I really started heavily getting into Bruce Lee. Like, uh, you know what? Let me look at this guy's work. Yeah. Um, And I bought a collection of his movies, and I finally got... To okay, I'm gonna now today. I'm gonna watch Chinese Connection, and as soon as the you know the scene started, literally the first minute, and it just shows him returning to the school, um, and it's pretty much a funeral going on, yep. and it's his master's funeral. And I'm like, wait a second, this looks familiar, but I can't like, what? Why does this look familiar? Yeah. Then I start seeing the situations. Oh, Bruce goes to the Japanese school, kicks all their asses. Now there's a feud between the Chinese, Japanese. I'm like, oh my god, the Jet Li was a remake. So, um, now with me, I kind of went back in time with Jet Li, which is interesting because uh, with Jackie Chan, I kind of move forward with it, the filmography stuff, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. again, Rumble in the Bronx and moved my way up. With Jet Li, it was like, okay, Romeo Must Die, Black Mask, they were kind of around the same time. Um, but then I was like, well, what else has he done? And then that's when I discovered all of, like, the uh, the traditional, I guess, kung fu movies, uh, like Once Upon a Time, uh, the one that we're talking about now, and... lot of his stuff from the 80s um but yeah so i was just so used to jet lee being in american films it was strange actually watching him do or or watch him work with um a chinese production company you know because there was like cradle to the grave romeo must die oh yeah cradle to the grave you know what i mean i was so oh that was the movie with the capoeira guy Okay. Cradle to the Grave. That's right. So I was so, like, he was Americanized to me. So it was weird going backwards and seeing how, like, he actually started just like everyone else, traditional, filming in China. And, you know, they had a certain way of doing movies. So, yeah, by the time I got to that movie, though, I was just like, wow. I, I mean, I couldn't believe, like, just people's elbow like arms being bent in ways they shouldn't be and um just very violent yeah that's that's just but good and i like the story um you know because like i said you know it's like a it's it's a revenge movie but there's this romeo and juliet aspect to it at the same time so yeah yeah. No, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I just, I, I like. There's just different emotions, different feelings, just from seeing both perspectives, you know, and, um, yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah. 
We're going to quickly go over some crazy shit that happened at UFC 231 that went down last Saturday, December 8th mm. at the Scotiabank Arena up in, up in Toronto, Canada. Let's start off with... Uh, fucking A. Well, let's start off with the Cowboy Oliveira versus Gunnar Nelson fight. Elbow. Yep. Blood. Everything. Yeah. <coughs> Probably one of the bloodiest fights I think I've seen ever um especially like with our wild wings days mm-hmm. um i mean we've seen some horrific like injuries especially like the anderson silva leg kick but blood like just bloody i mean that's that's probably the first time i've it ever was a, seen that it was like a faucet oh literally yeah. a faucet yeah it not even just like it wasn't even dripping it was literally just exactly that a faucet just a stream of just non-stop stream of blood um see that doesn't phase me the blood it, doesn't phase me broken bones phase me yeah you know it's that funny freaks me out it's I, i'm the same but again that was the first time i actually saw that scenario because i mean i've seen some bloody fights but i've never seen it blood come out of a, a person like that no you know especially from their head and i'm sure it was it got worse when he was submitting him oh yeah and all that pressure to the head you know <laughs> So squeezing it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it was just that scenario that kind of was like, oh, okay. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I, the the fight ended in the second round. Second round submission. And I didn't think Gunner was gonna have it. I mean, he played a good. Even though he is one of the top level BJJ yeah, guys in the game. Yeah, I mean, just. Right at the end, just a kind of again a curveball, you know, and he was able to mount, get that elbow in, and submit him right there. But well, why do you think he didn't? He well, why do you say that? Like I thought Gunner was going to have this from the start. Um, I just thought the guy was getting more shots in, kind of took him down more. Um, you know, he defended well, Gunner, but. Point wise, I feel like the other guy had it. You know, even in the second round, I was like, "All right, this is kind of going slow. Like, what's what's happening here?" You know, I'm not really seeing. Well, Gunnar was off for a while because of injury. I think it was his shoulder, but he came back. He yeah, looked, this was his first fight back, right? He, yeah, he yeah. looked like he was in fantastic shape. He was fucking shredded. Um, the thing I was interested about, and I was tweeting about this um, on uh, on Fight Matt MMA. If you want to follow. Um, I was so excited for the striker versus the grappler. Cowboy mm. Oliveira versus Gunnar Nelson. You know, like... <coughs> it's the lore of the Gracies. Oh, they took down everybody. They submitted everybody. And in the first, Gunnar was losing on the ground. Against the striker. Against mm. the guy who has better stand-up. <coughs> Which was funny. But you saw how methodical and slow he did it. Right? Mm. Remember that? Slowly inching up. Slowly... Yeah, position. yeah, yeah. You know, um, when you were watching that, what did you think when you saw Gunner slowly start to creep up? Well, that's when I was like, "Wow, there, here's the curveball thing, right?" Because I was like, "All right, what, what, like, what is going on? What is going on in his head?" And then he gets on top, and then just like, I don't know if he's just applying the weight or whatever, because I wasn't really seeing what he was trying to do with the arms, and um, he was trying to pin the arms underneath his knees. Yeah, yeah. Just to open up so he could start throwing. Yeah. 
But um, that was a hell of a win. Yeah. That was a way to hell of a win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know what's funny, too? Um, I don't know if I'm just noticing this more, but what's I feel that? like ever since that Korean zombie fight, with that literally split second moment with the up that uh that uh up elbow yeah like the uppercut elbow or whatever yeah. i feel like i've seen a lot more fighters throw elbows not saying people weren't doing it but i'm noticing it more i think people see the potential of how how it can end a fight now i'm seeing people get more creative with it yeah um but yeah, I mean, holy shit, like I said, just that was probably the bloodiest outcome I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, but good for Gunny. Um, yeah. Now, I had, I I think I said it, I thought Shevchenko was going to win against JJ. Mm. And what did, you watched that fight, right? I did, yeah. Valentina and Joanna? Yep. Joanna? What'd you think? I, okay, so <laughs> literally, yeah, first round, I was like, yeah, Valentina has it. For sure. She's just she's quick, she's accurate, she's powerful, and she's versatile. <clears throat> versatile. Great wrestling, great striking. Um you know, she doesn't really move a lot. She just she she that back foot just stays grounded. She puts all of her weight there, and you know it's like when she's doing those like front snap kicks, you know, it's just it's so much easier when you're putting a lot of that weight, almost like an anchor, you're like anchoring that back foot. And then there was like a couple times, like she just whipped that front leg. And I'm like, holy shit. Not only does she whip it, but I mean, she's like going at head level doing it. She she literally got, she got split. JJ in the face, I think, yeah. in the second or third round. There was one, she did two of them quickly, just like, bah, bah. You know? I Her speed and accuracy was amazing. Those spinning back kicks. She nailed like three of those, three or four. I, I heard, yeah, I, she's just, she's not human. She's Imagine, not fucking human. <coughs> First of all, she's super traditional. Yeah. Super fucking traditional. Yeah. Super hardcore traditional martial artist. Um, Imagine her against fucking Nico Montano. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Remember we were talking about that? Yeah. Like nothing against Nico. But Nico, you're not at that level of Shevchenko. Like, don't. Yeah. We don't need to see it. Yeah, I mean, this girl is just like otherworldly. This was, and you know what? This was the first fight I've seen with her because you and I have uh, looked up her stats in the past, um, <coughs> and you were kind of telling me about her. But I was like, yeah, okay. But I, I've never really seen anything up until this fight. Um, yeah. And, you know what? And, and I have to say, you know, she was kind of slowing down, but her her version of slowing down wasn't really even like she was still scary, let's just say, up until the last round. It was a a very good display of using kicks to so jo, so jo, so Joanna Jenjacek couldn't get in range mm. to engage in fire. And Valentina was so good with her power counters, whether it's the kicks, yeah, whether it was like the combo one twos or mm-hmm. the takedowns. She, Joanna didn't have a she didn't have a response. Yeah, it's not her fault. She yeah. fought a fucking monster who already beat her. I think twice. 
two, yeah. three times in Muay Thai fights. Yeah. Like, Valentina is going to be hard to beat. It's going to take somebody just as strong as her. It's going to take somebody who can throw out bombs. Mm. It's going to take somebody who can get on the inside and dirty box. It's going to take somebody who can, who can beat her in the clinch and avoid the takedowns. It's going to be hard. It's going to be super fucking hard. So now, how did this work? Who was it that <coughs> lost weight and who was the one that gained weight for this fight? Uh, Valentina lost weight. Joanna gained weight. Okay. All right. Yeah. Valentina fought fucking Holly Holm. Shevchenko fought Holly Holm. Holly Holm fought Chris Cyborg. That's the weight level that she's at. Like, she's huge. Yeah. She's huge. Yeah. Um, no, Shevchenko is here. The reign of Shevchenko has now begun. She has a Glock 19 on her ribcage. I saw that. Uh, yeah. The reign of the Glock 19 is now here. And I think it's <laughs> going to be, who's going to challenge her? Yeah. Who's like, I don't know anybody. I mean, her cardio was great. Like I said, she was kind of slow, but it didn't even really like impair her physicality of like performance. Like it was just, oh my God. Or when she had um, Johanna up against the cage and she's like throwing those high knees. Okay. You want, you want to see who her competition is at flyweight? Yeah. Valentina. Number right, right after that. <coughs> Nico Montano, <laughs> Caitlin Chukagan, Ciara Eubanks, Alexis Davis, Liz Carmouche, Lauren, <coughs> Lauren Murphy, Roxy Modafferi, Jessica I, Jessica Rose Clark, Ashley Evan Smith, Joanne Calderwood. <coughs> Look, the women's flyweight division has a lot of good fighters. There's a lot of good fighters in this in this division. They're all good. They're all good. Like, uh, there's a lot of fights I want. I would love to see. I would love to see um, Eubanks versus Jesse Rose Clark. I would love to see uh, uh, Lauren Murphy versus Roxy Rodafieri. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Davis versus Carmouche. I would love to see Jessica I versus Nico Montano. Um, <coughs> there's a lot of good fights, but Valentina is just too fucking good. Yeah. Just too fucking good. Yeah. Who's going to come up to that it's like light heavyweight dc john jones alexander gustison who else is close glover Teixeira, Ovin mm. saint prue jimmy manua who just got knocked the fuck out like anthony smith you know like who who there's there's yeah. nobody you know um i don't know it's just it's it's too much it's too much and Main event. Mm, Holloway. What did you think? You watched the whole fight, right? I did. Uh, Ortega is a fucking warrior. Mm -hmm. And you can just tell, like, he was just so gassed out. But he just kept going. I mean, it it was literally back and forth. Max had it at some points. Ortega had it at others. You know, then they were just both clashing together. And I, it got to a point where I was like, it, it's going to have to be decision. I really don't even know where this is. Like, I, yeah. call, I called Max by decision. But, like, the thing that really switched it up for me, at least, was think of the third round. <coughs> third round. I think it was the third round. Ortega had some life. 
and he started yeah. switching his stance. Yep. And he started getting that good was the success. game changer. He started getting success. And I remember Max up until that point was not taunting him, but game. He yeah. was like, "Come on, okay, that was good, good hit, good hit." Like, yeah, yeah. Like Max is just the, the, so everybody talks about being a warrior in the octagon. Max lives for fighting. Yeah. He everybody says they do. No, Max comes alive in there. Like you saw it. Mm-hmm. You saw how happy he was. And he gets in there. And <clears throat> I was tweeting this about how both of these fighters have a rare quality you don't see, which is composure. Mm. They have composure in that octagon. Yep. They don't crumble and panic under pressure. They don't crumble. They don't rush and panic and do and do um overexcited moves on the offense. They're just super composed yep. in all situations. You don't see that very often except for true like guys who love it and yeah. live in it. And Max, the entire fight, loved it. He loved it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw him buckle down and get excited when, when Ortega had life in the third. Yeah. And Max was like, yep. okay, okay. Are we doing this, baby? <laughs> oh, yeah, we doing it. Like, you saw Max get so excited for it. Yeah. But in the third, when Ortega switched stances and started firing and landing, I knew Max had it because going into the fourth... <coughs> You saw, you saw Max start already adjusting to it, and that was kind of a, oh shit. So any momentum from that, you can pick up on the fact that mm. Max has that locked down already. Yep. And I don't know if you saw it, and when you were watching the fight, but Max talks to he yells to the commentators. Yeah, yeah. To Rogan, I think he's like, yeah, this he's is it? like, yeah, a fourth round. It was this is yeah. it. fourth round, and I think he was trying to tell him like <coughs> something about the ground. He's gonna get him on the ground or knock him out or submit. It. I forgot what it was, but. Yeah, he's like he's not he's not getting out of, he's not getting out of this round. Yeah, this is it because he smells it. Yep. Because yep. and and again you saw it like he he was like oh this is your last trick, and I just and I know it. It's like and it's not yeah. it's not enough. Yep. And I'm ready for. He would have had it if it wasn't if he had maybe five more seconds. You I think? Feel like, I feel like he would have had it. Yeah. You yep. see what Ortega said in, his, in uh, as a press statement. I haven't seen any uh, <laughs> post fight stuff. In a press statement, he said. Uh, the doctors called it off. Broken, I have a broken like thumb, broken nose. <coughs> and he said it is a good call because I was ready. I was ready to go out there for the fifth. Any news on the eye, or it was just oh just he couldn't swollen. he couldn't see out of the eye. Oh, okay. Um, I no, didn't but, but like, no, no, I didn't know if the socket was broken or anything. No, no broken orbital. But he was like, I'm thankful the the doctors called it because I was ready to go out in the fifth. And he was like, and at least he admits it. And he you was, know, I have to say there was this like. Um, intimidation between them at one point when the round ended i don't remember what round it was i think it was the second or third when they stared at Where each they other stared at each other and then they just they, they went nodded. back to their corners staring at each other just kept staring yeah just like robbie lawler and rory mcdonald did yes and they just stared at each other yeah just like yep. but then it's like the amount of respect they also had see i love that i fucking love i don't mind that intimidation like especially like during the fight <laughs> it happens you're in the heat of the moment. There's that, but then it's just the respect that they have for one another. It's I don't know. See, I don't think it's intimidation. Well, it wasn't like they were trying to intimidate each other. It was just the 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 moment itself was intimidating. It was just the idea of like these guys. They're just primal in just fight like, mode. Yeah, they're already enraged, and it's like, but they held it. They they held their composure. You know what I mean? And just that stare, like. Okay. All right. We're doing okay. this. We're yeah. We're doing this. Walking back okay. slowly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You like, don't see that. We're a lot. staying. In, they did it at the weigh-in. They did it at the ceremonial face-off yeah. at the weigh-in too. They just stared at each other. Yep. 
And then they were both like nodding, like, this is it. Yeah. We're going to die. One of us is dying tomorrow. <laughs> and it was just yeah. like that acknowledgement, like they both nodded. You yeah. could see it. They both nodded it and they were like, okay, okay. And they started backing away, still looking at each other. Yeah. Well, only one of us is living. See, that? that's interesting to me. <clears throat> that's always a little bit more tasteful than, you know, these guys that sh- push and shove each other. And It is, but... um. The thing is that also, and I know that this will, this is something you would love. They're both traditional martial artists. Yes. Especially Ortega. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by also their acknowledgement and understanding of what they're doing. Yeah. But also the, like when Ortega said, I'm go, I was going out on the fifth. Like even on the bench, like <coughs> on the bench, on the stool, in between rounds, they were both fully conscious of the damn like Ortega spitting blood, yeah. like, but they're just calm, mm-hmm. composed, and they're like, "Yep, okay, okay, <laughs> blood, okay, no panic, no like, oh my god, I'm so tired, this is so much, nope, just oh, this is what I'm here for, yeah, I'm here for this moment, yeah, this is what I want." Now, <coughs> I don't think Max is the best featherweight of all time. Despite what everybody says, I think mm. Aldo is still the best of all time. Mm. I think Max needs a longer reign of terror to get that. <coughs> How's Aldo been doing, though? He finally won his last fight against Jeremy Stevens after losing twice to Max. Mm. Well, here's the thing. You know, here's a plug. <coughs> I broke down Aldo. And my takedowns to breakdowns at wordpress.com site. Um, I broke him down. But there's a way to beat Aldo. I can't see a way to beat Max right now. How would you okay. game plan against Max? Yeah. No, I'm asking you. Oh. <coughs> I'm not being rhetorical. Uh. Yeah, I'm, I'm stumped. I I couldn't even tell you. I mean, you try to take him down, but he, I mean, he just gets right back up. His takedown defense is just amazing. Um, striking is on point. That's the thing. It's like the GSP conundrum. Yeah. How do you beat him? Ah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Don't get hit. Don't get taken down. Mm. Like with Max, it's like... <clears throat> Max has a switch stance pressure offensive style. The Diaz drowning effect. He walks you down. He pours on the pressure. It's almost like the TJ Dillashaw mm. confused with the stance switching flood, 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 flood style. Um, he has the BJJ skills. He has the wrestling that wrestling's defense ability. Um, Unless somebody's a better striker. I don't know. Hmm. Like Aldo is beatable. Yeah. In multiple ways. I just think with Aldo at this point, because I'm kind of seeing like a, a Ronda Rousey effect or an Anderson Silva thing where... For Max? No, for Aldo. I feel like his kryptonite was discovered type of thing and although he won you know um i feel like we're gonna see a lot of um 
on and off days for him. Closer fights. Yeah. Yeah. John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson. It's coming up. I think in two weeks, three weeks. The next next pay-per-view? I think so. If you care about that. No, I mean... Did you watch the first fight? No. It was... I don't really follow John Jones. I, I just don't like... <coughs> I don't like him as a person. I Here's what I'll respect. I get it. He's this incredible... He was literally built biologically... For combat. For combat. I get that. So he's a prodigy at that. Yes. I, I get that. Yes. It's just the treatment he gets for all the shit he's done. Right. And continues to do. Continues to do. And he still gets away with it. I'm almost rooting for... for I'm almost thinking about watching it just to root for Gustus and Just because. You just want to see... You know what I mean? I want to see John Jones just get punished. Will it happen? <sighs> Unfortunately, probably not. No. Because again, we're talking about someone who was born to do this. It's in it's his destiny. Like that's what he was on this planet to do. Yeah. To fight. I mean, I want it to happen though. I want to see I want to see this fight. I want to see him get beat so bad it leads to retirement. <laughs> I just want to see that's this guy I want to see him literally become disabled. Like <laughs> Jesus, Mikey's out for blood. I, I just, I, you know, it's like you, you may, I, I get it. People make mistakes. You know, you learn from those mistakes. All right. Oh, I did drugs. I was partying. Probably shouldn't have done that. I get it. Shame on me. You know. But then it's like the with the driving situation, with the car and. The PEDs. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. popping hot and. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, he he's he's one of those guys for me. <coughs> so, yeah. I just hope he gets he gets what he deserves, pretty much. Goes around, comes around, everybody. Mm. All right. Well, if you guys have not seen Fist of Legend, you guys should watch Fist of Legend. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. Thanks for tuning in and putting up with all the coughing. Sorry about that, guys. Hope you all have a good week. Yeah, man. All right. See you later. Peace. do it <coughs> i mean we're just we're just testing Woo! say something come on uh i'm not zelda you're not zelda can you say more i just want to cuddle i like that keep, um, keep talking i can't find my plane dude where's my metal uh <laughs> I didn't want to say this, but these mortals are doomed. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs>